Are you looking for ways to strengthen your marriage? Would you like to raise children you enjoy being around? Do you long for a peaceful, orderly home that's a blessing to everyone who comes through its doors? Then you've come to the right place. I'm Jennifer Flanders, a Bible-believing, homeschooling mother to 12 and host of the Loving Life at Home podcast. Join me as we discover what God's Word has to say about marriage, motherhood, and minding the things that matter most. Hello, friend. Welcome to Loving Life at Home. I am so glad you're here. Today, I'm talking about our recent trip to San Antonio, and I call this episode a Hill Country Christmas. For the past five or six years, our family, extended family, has congregated in San Antonio the first part of December to just share some time together. I'm talking the children that still live at home, our grown children, our grandchildren, the grandparents even. And this year, I think we had 40 people there at one time. Uh, Some of the kids weren't able to stay the whole week, but we had 22 there even after the ones that had to go back for work and school had left. So there are just so many things to do in that beautiful city that are free or very inexpensive. I thought I'd share some of those with you today in case you ever want to make it to San Antonio. But in addition to the specifics of our trip, I thought I would share some tips for how I plan any of our road trips. I'll talk more about this in another episode, but uh, some of the general principles would work even if you are traveling in another part of the country. So I'm just going to start with the very beginning. We left on Friday, and we've always viewed the journey to get to any vacation destination as part of the trip. You know, we don't just uh, power through and make ourselves miserable on the way trying to get to where we're going. We try to take our time time and see things along the way. Stop and smell the roses, as they would say. So we, even though San Antonio is I think maybe a five, six hour drive from Tyler. We take all day to get there. Our first stop is normally in Corsicana. It's just about an hour and a half down the road from Tyler. And they have a little place called Collins Street Bakery there. It's been there over a hundred years. Wonderful little stop. It's a great place for a bathroom break and a snack. Uh, They have Very nice, clean, spacious bathrooms, and we stop there, use the restroom, and then get a snack. They're famous for their fruitcake, and I know fruitcake is not a favorite for a lot of people, but they give free samples, and I would encourage you, if you ever drop in, to taste their samples. Their fruitcake is so moist and delicious, and they have different varieties. I especially like their pineapple pecan fruitcake, so try that one. But they also have day-old bread that you can get for half price. Our favorite is the cheese rolls. Some of them have jalapenos in them. Some of them are just cheese, and they're delicious yeast rolls. And then we let the kids pick a cookie and pay for the cookies as a way of saying thank you for letting us stop and use your bathroom. But they, there's a little sitting area outside that you can sit and eat your snacks before you get back in the car and head on down the road. If we're running ahead of schedule, we will try to also stop at Navarro College in Corsicana. They have a wonderful museum, Pierce Museum there on campus that is really a hidden gem. They have an extensive Civil War exhibit there with over 15,000 documents and letters from the Civil War and lots of three-dimensional artifacts as well. It is really an amazing collection. And that is just one wing of that museum. They also have 
a wonderful interactive exhibit devoted to the hunter-gatherer tribes of the Blackland Prairies that includes some 44,000 artifacts. I have never seen so many Indian arrowheads and Native American stone tools gathered in one place before. It is truly amazing. And then a third wing of the museum is devoted to Western art, some beautiful paintings of the American West. So it is definitely worth a stop if you have the time. It is not a free museum, but neither is it very expensive. I think the adult admission price is $8 a head and students are $4. Uh, If you have a large family like we do, you can buy a membership that gets you in for a full year plus a couple of extra passes so that you can bring people outside of your family. And that membership uh, for families, I believe, is $50. And they don't differentiate on the age. So it's not like you have to pay extra admission for kids at home that are above 12. Your entire immediate family gets in for that one price and they get in for the full year. So if you have a big clan like we do, look into that price if you decide to stop. Then after Collins Street Bakery, we pile back into the car and drive as far as Waco. That's another hour, hour and a half down the road. And we'll stop at Magnolia Market to stretch our legs and just go window shopping. There's lots of pretty things in that store. They have wide open spaces where the kids can run around and play. The grassy lawns are surrounded by lots of park benches where mothers can sit and nurse in comfort and um, in the shade of a tree. It's really lovely, so we usually try to make that one of the stops, too. And then we will drive on to Marble Falls and try to get to Marble Falls about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. They have a beautiful Christmas light display there every year along the river. I think it's called the Walkway of Lights. It is also free. It's best viewed after dark, but we get there a little bit early while there's still light because behind the river is a big grassy field and then a graduated spillway with long concrete reinforced grassy steps that work their way down probably five levels down to the creek that runs behind the river. And there's ducks on that creek. We like to feed the ducks. And then those wide steps that are so long, our kids love to race back and forth along each level. They start at the top and race all the way down, then back the next level, then down another level, and then along the waterway uh, to a stopping place. And that is a great way to run off their energy and get some exercise and have an opportunity to drink some water and get another snack. And by the time we finish all that, the sun has set enough that we can see the lights and keep on going. And before we go through the walkway of lights, I usually pass out glow-in-the-dark bracelets to everybody, especially the little grandkids. And I also print ahead of time these little Christmas travel bingo cards and give everybody a bingo card and a pen so that they can, as they're going through the display, hunt and see if they can find a wreath and the wise men, a a stable and an elf and stocking and all the different things. And, And it just so happens that in Marble Falls on that little walkway of life, just about everything on my bingo cards can be found if you look closely. So that's a fun thing to do with the kids. Then we pile back in the cars and go another 45 minutes or so down 
down the road to Johnson City. And the first two weekends in December, every December, this little First United Methodist Church in Johnson City hosts the sweetest living nativity that we've ever seen. And so we always make a point to stop there to arrive during the time that they're performing this little play that they have done for over 50 years now. It is so sweet. Uh, It's set to music. It lasts all of five or ten minutes, but Perry Como sings little segments of different Christmas carols as they tell the Christmas story with Mary and Joseph coming in on a donkey and then coming to the stables and then the angels announcing to the shepherds that Jesus was born and them going and then the three wise men coming in. It's really precious and so we like to do that when we can fit it in and we usually make a point to do it. Then the kids also love stopping at that church because they give free cookies and free hot cocoa, and they have this amazing display on the inside. While you're waiting for the next performance, you can admire a large collection of nativity sets that they have set up inside their fellowship hall in every style imaginable from every corner of the world. I always enjoy admiring that collection. Then from First United Methodist Church in Johnson City is just a short walk down the block to Pedernales Electric Cooperative, and that place is magnificent. It is all lit up. Every tree on their property is bedecked with thousands of lights. It is like broad daylight underneath them. We like to walk around the front of the building and admire that. There's some open spaces that if it's not too crowded, the kids can toss a Frisbee, and then we go around to the back of the building. There's There's a lot of picnic tables set up under the trees there, and so we will bring kind of charcuterie cheese and crackers and summer sausage and fruit and eat a little snack at the picnic tables before we head on to San Antonio, which by the time we get to San Antonio, it's eight or nine o'clock at night, and we're ready to hit the sack and then start our week the following morning. There is so much to do in San Antonio, and so much of it is free, and so it is a great place to take the family at any time of the year, but especially at Christmas time. Some of the activities that we do are specific to December, and so I will recommend that if you're traveling somewhere besides San Antonio, that you do what I do and go on the Chamber of Commerce website or the city website and look at their calendar of events for the days that you plan to be in town wherever you're going and see what kind of free events are available for your family. In San Antonio, some of the seasonal events that I have found that way are different Christmas markets. We've been to a market in Bernie, which is about half an hour or so north of San Antonio. This time we went to one in Garden Valley that is east of San Antonio. And we've also many years gone to the market that they have on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday in San Antonio, there's a market down at the Pearl, which I'll talk about more in a little bit. But Christmas markets are fun. And the one that we went to this year was at Northeast Bible Church, I think is the name of it, in Garden Valley. And they had free activities for the kids to do while parents shopped. And so we'd take our grandkids over to the little children's section. They had some games for them to play, but they also had some really nice little crafts for them to make, painting ornaments. And that was fun for the ones that participated. And then another thing that we do that is seasonal is attend various Christmas concerts while we're in town. First Presbyterian downtown hosts Midday Noels every Thursday at noon. And so we always go to one of those. There's quite a variety 
variety of music. The the concerts typically last about 45 minutes. This year, we heard a soprano sing classic Christmas carols, and that was lovely. In years past, we've heard string quartets play or an organ recital one year or a brass quintet played. That was really rousing. So we always go to that one on Thursdays. It's walking distance from there to the Alamo and then also walking distance to the Riverwalk. So we make a day of it and do things downtown on that day after the concert. But we have also gone to concerts on Friday or Saturday night at local churches where they have Christmas programs they put on. Last year, we went to one downtown at, I think, First Baptist Church put one on. And then this year, we went to one at Cornerstone Church, which I think is north of the city off of Loop 1604. The music was great, but in the first part of the concert, there was a lot of flashing lights. So if you are prone to seizures, that would not be a good one to attend. But the second half of the concert was amazing. They had a wonderful nativity at the end of it, which was very well done. Beautiful music again. And so that was very worthwhile. Of course, the Riverwalk in San Antonio is also always free just to stroll and enjoy. And at Christmas time, it is especially beautiful. During the day, you can admire all the blooms. They have lots of cyclamen, which is really bright white and red and pink flowers, plus poinsettias growing straight in the ground along the river. Very lovely. And at night, they have the whole place lit up with lights hanging down and, and lighted archways. Every walkway is lit up in bright, festive-colored lights, so it is a sight to behold. As I already mentioned, we stopped at the Alamo to tour the church in the Alamo. That is always free. You do have to have a reservation to do it. Uh, you can make those reservations online. I will provide a link in the show notes today uh, of where you can do that. Uh, there's Now they're starting to open up some museums around the Alamo to share artifacts that have been collected of that time period. And there's a cost associated with some of those museums. But to just tour the church and the grounds, that is free. You can also tour the grounds of other San Antonio missions. There's San Antonio Missions National Park. If you have young children, they might enjoy doing the ranger tours there. Our kids earned their junior ranger badges at the San Antonio Missions National Park. We had a wonderful tour guide this year at San Jose Mission. She did such a great job, and we learned a lot from her. The other missions along the way are Mission San Juan, Mission La Concepcion, I think. We didn't see that one this year, but we'll try to see it next year. And there's one more further south. I can't remember the name of that, Espada or something like that. Uh, so four of them along the way. All of them are free to tour. The, the largest is San Jose, and that is also the one that has the visitor center and the park rangers that can answer your questions about that period of our Texan history. So that is another free, informative, and educational thing to do while you're in San Antonio. Something else that is a lot of fun is the SAS factory tour. I don't know if you know SAS. It stands for San Antonio Shoes. My mother-in-law, I don't think she wears anything but SAS shoes. And you can actually tour their factory for free. I found that through factorytourusa.com. 
I'll link that in the show notes. That's a great resource if you take lots of road trips because there's factories all across the U.S. that open their doors to people who want to know more about the manufacturing of what they make. And that's actually how I forgot to tell you in Corsicana when we stop at Collins Street Bakery. If you do that, go upstairs because they have a large diorama of Collins Street Bakery, how it looked back in the day when it was first founded, and some news articles on the wall. It's a small landing up at the top of the stairs, but we had been stopping there for years before I noticed on the Factory Tours USA site that Collins Street Bakery was listed, and they had this little museum. It's probably too big a word for it, but they had this little display up there that I found out through that website, and so I also found SAS Factory Tour through that. Uh, To be able to tour the factory, you have to wear closed-toe shoes, and you have to be age six and up. They don't let young children tour, so when we have young grandkids with us, we'll appoint one person to stay back with them while everybody else tours. The tour takes about 45 minutes, and it is fascinating. There's over 100 steps that go into making some of these shoes. When we went through, they were working on athletic shoes, but SAS also makes sandals and leather dress shoes and high heels. And so depending on what day you go and what shoe they're manufacturing the day you're there, it could be a whole different experience than what we saw. And so we've been back multiple times. Also, they have a little general store at this factory on New Laredo Highway is where the factory tour takes place, but there's also a big general store there where they sell five-cent popcorn and 10-cent soda. So there is something to keep the little ones occupied while the older ones go through the factory tour. There's also a little baby shoe making display where the the younger children can see how those are made. It's not active, but they can um, view that and feel like they learn something as well as the older ones that go through the actual tour. So that's a great stop. Then there's lots and lots of museums in San Antonio that are worth a visit. Several of those give free admission on certain days of the month or days of the week. And so I would recommend if you're going to a different city to check out the museums and just look at their admission pages and see if they have any discounted or free days before you head over there. The ones that we always try to go to in San Antonio are Witty Museum. It's an excellent natural history museum. The main space is absolutely stunning, but then they have outside buildings also in a wonderful three-story treehouse that the kids love to play on. But Witty Museum is free every Tuesday from 3 to 6 p.m. It's located in Breckenridge Park, which is very close to the Japanese Tea Garden, which is also free free to tour. Uh, That one is a garden that they made out of an old stone quarry, and there's some rich history there as well, and beautiful, beautiful flowers. The month of December, San Antonio is very temperate, so they had lots of cannas uh, in bloom this time and tons of pansies, and they have a koi pond down there, lots of bridges and stonework and waterfalls. It's very beautiful. 
lots of people will go there to take quinceanera pictures or wedding pictures. There was a wedding and a 15-year-old girl that were having their photos made while we were there this time. It's very picturesque. So that's very close to the Whitty Museum, and we always do the Whitty Museum Tuesdays from 3 to 6 when we go to San Antonio. Then there's also the Institute of Texas Cultures. That used to be free on the second Sunday of every month, but right now, ever since COVID hit in 2020, they have opened their doors for free all week long. They're redoing some of the exhibits, and until they finish the renovation, I think the plan is to keep it free, but there's still lots to see there. In fact, every time we take a road trip or a vacation of any sort, we, on our way back, have every member of the family give their high point and low point of the trip, and this Institute of Texan Cultures was one of my sons, and we have a son that especially loves history, and that was his high point this year was was that particular museum. It's very interesting because you see all the different cultures that went into making Texas what it is. They have this museum was built during the World Fair back in the early 1900s, and they had a section devoted to German culture and Chinese and Czech and Polish and English and Jews and indigenous people groups and Arabs. And all over the world, they have wonderful artifacts and costumes and customs and traditions and tools that each of those people groups donated during that World Fair and that have remained. So my husband grew up in San Antonio. He said that their school would go to this particular museum every year. And so he visited many times as a young boy, but our family really loves it too. Plus, it's right there at Hemisphere Park, which the whole park was built for the World Fair the year that it was held in San Antonio. And so the Institute of Texas Cultures is walking distance, maybe a 10-minute walk from Yanaguana Garden, which is a wonderful playground that they have at Hemisphere Park. We love to walk over there, and the kids have several traditional games that they play at this playground and challenges and obstacle courses that they time and push-up competitions and and chin-up competitions and all that kind of stuff at this park. So plus they have ping pong tables there and lots of swings, things for all ages at this playground called Yanaguana Garden. Again, free, lovely and it's uh, walking distance again to the Riverwalk from there as well. Then the McNay Art Museum is kind of hit or miss. The first year that we visited, we really loved it. They had a nice exhibit on display when we visited. This year, not all of us got over there. Well, we got delayed at Yanaguana Garden, and it started raining. So my husband took his parents to McNay. It's free. I think I forgot to say that. It's free on the second Thursday of every month from 4 to 6. And so we usually plan that on Thursday evening to go to Magnolia Art Museum. The building itself is really lovely. They have a lot of cool architectural elements and 
unique outdoor spaces. The year that we went as a family and all of us went, the art on display was really nice and we enjoyed our time there a lot. This year, my husband just took his parents and he said that the exhibit was Nightmare Before Christmas and it was really disturbing and not really our style, although it definitely appealed to the majority of the people visiting that day. Everybody else was dressed in, you know, their leather goth kind of outfits with blue hair and spikes and chains and studs and piercings. And then there was my 84 and 82-year-old in-laws with my husband trying to look at this art that was lots of skeletons and, and scary stuff that I don't normally associate with Christmas at all. And so they stayed all of 10 or 15 minutes and left. I still would probably go back and hope that the next year that we're there, they have something that would appeal to us on display. It's worth the visit since it's free anyway. Normally, it's $20 per adult and $15 per student and $10 for teens. I think always kids 12 and under get in free. But on on the second Thursday from 4 to 6 and on the first Sunday of every month from noon to 5, it's free. So if you don't want to risk paying the kind of prices to see an exhibit that doesn't necessarily mesh with what you like, then that would be uh, the way to go. Then there's a wonderful children's museum in San Antonio called the Duseum. It's free, I think, on the first Tuesdays. You'll have to check on that one because we are normally at the Witty that day. But from 5.30 to 7.30, it is supposedly free. That may just be for San Antonio residents, though. So do double check that. Then there's also a lovely hotel called Hotel Emma. It's down at the Historic Pearl, pretty close to downtown. They have free movies uh, during the holidays on Monday evenings from 7 to 9 and Christmas movies. And then also on Wednesday, every Wednesday in December, they have a Christmas market, which is all lit up and fun things to buy and snacks. And the market itself is free, obviously, if you decide to purchase something that's not free, but it's something that our older children really love to do. And while you're down that way, please stop in at Hotel Emma. It is really spectacular. They took this old factory and converted it into a a hotel, and it is really interesting to walk around and just look at that beautiful hotel. Then also at San Fernando cathedral downtown. There is something called the Saga. It's a slideshow of art and history that they put up on the side of that church. So it's out. You sit outside after dark and look at the front of this church, and there is this slideshow that goes through Texas history, which is kind of different but interesting. And if the weather is nice, we try to take that in too. There's several showings. When we first started going, they only did it two days a week, but now I think they've added more days. And it was supposed to be a temporary exhibit, but it's been going for years now. So I will try to provide a link for that in the show notes today as well. That one's free. Another thing we like to do is the Bass Pro Shop. Our boys love going over to 
the Bass Pro Shop. They have fish on display and lots of game that is displays. So it's kind of an interesting place to look at. And then if you're an outdoorsman, it's a great place to shop as well. And there are some other museums that, as far as I know, don't have free nights. The Briscoe Western Art Museum is right on the river. We've sometimes found great prices there through Groupon. I think children 12 and under are free at that one all the time anyway. So if your kids are the right age, then you could go for you know, just the price of the parents' tickets. Then something we also always do in San Antonio that is not free and could be expensive if you do it the traditional way of just buying your tickets to the gate is Six Flags Fiesta Texas. But if you will go online, I'll provide a link on this in the show notes also and look up the book of free, book of free Right before Thanksgiving every year, not after, but right before Thanksgiving, they offer eight tickets to Six Flags Fiesta Texas Holiday in the Park, eight tickets plus a $25 gift card to IHOP or Target or HEB someplace for $99. So after the gift card, that's $74 for eight tickets, less than $10 a ticket to go to Six Flags. So we usually take the whole family to Six Flags and you can buy multiple copies of this deal through the book of free. And in addition to your eight tickets and your gift card, you also get several copies of the book of free, which is just full of coupons for area attractions in San Antonio. I usually give those to my son who lives in San Antonio, and he uses all the coupons out of it that he is interested in using with his family while he's there. So that is a great deal. And while not free, it is very reasonably priced, less than $10 a ticket. And we get to go there. Six Flags Fiesta Texas does a good job of interspersing kiddie rides right next to big rides. You know, so like if the big kids are going, uh, what is the name? The Iron Rattler, I think, is the big roller coaster in the back of that park that my kids love. But right at the bottom of the Iron Rattler are about three other little kiddie rides, you know, the little boots that go up and down and the little train that goes in a circle and a couple of others that the younger kids can ride while their older siblings or their aunts and uncles are on the big roller coaster. But then they also have uh, something. I, it's kind of like Looney Tunes Land. I don't think they call it that at, at this particular place. Maybe they do. I don't remember. They have a whole area that is strictly kids' uh, rides. And so we'll eventually make our way over there with the youngest grandkids for them to do all those little kitty rides while the big kids are riding the roller coasters and the things that um, you have to be a certain height to ride. But before we leave the park, and if you visit before you leave the park, if you go at Christmas time, please, please, please go to see their stage production called Night of Miracles. It is the most spectacular and biblically sound production of the nativity that I've ever seen. It is really wonderful. It's about 30 minutes long. Great music tells the story straight out of scripture. I mean, they are using the words of Scripture to tell the story of Jesus' birth. And the angels are flying in the air, and the donkeys are, are bringing Mary down the aisle, and the lambs and the shepherds and the sheep are, and the flocks are running here and there across the stage. Live animals, the camel, a live camel brings one of the kings in, and it is, it is really amazing. So we see that every year. 
there. That alone is worth the price of the ticket when you can get the tickets at less than $10 a piece through Book of Free. So I would highly, highly recommend you do that. Be warned, though, the parking it does cost uh, at Six Flags. So I guess if you are at a area hotel that provides shuttles, that would save you that, I think it's $35, $40 to park. So definitely, if you have a lot of people, pile as many as you can into as few vehicles as you can to go park at Six Flags but then see that show before you leave. So that's mainly what we do. We take one day to go up to Fredericksburg, and they have lots of little antique shops and specialty stores that the grandparents and older adults like to shop while the kids go either climb Cross Mountain there in Fredericksburg or go a little bit further to Enchanted Rock State Park and climb Enchanted Rock. Sometimes they'll go early to see the sunrise at Enchanted Rock and to explore the caves. You can actually go all the way up to the top and then come down through a cave. It's kind of narrow. My husband made it through, didn't get stuck, but there was a place there that he thought he might get stuck. So you want to be in good shape to go through that. I have never been through the cave because I definitely would get stuck trying to come through it. But the older kids and my husband even did it last year. So that was a lot of fun. Then let me think, what else? That probably hits on the most of them. This year we went to San Antonio Aquarium. My son that lives in San Antonio, his kids love that place. And we can see why we got a great deal, 60% off tickets through Groupon. You can buy tokens to feed the animals while you're there. And the tokens add up if you get very many of them. Uh, we didn't buy any tokens, but they were feeding the octopus while we were there. And they had they just asked us, do you want to come up here and give the octopus its food? And so we did that, which was a lot of fun. And it didn't cost anything extra to do that. They just let us feed them while we were there, which was very interesting. Then let me see. Oh, yes. Uh, Fort Sam Houston also is free. They have a little museum on base there. You have to jump through some hoops to be allowed on base. You have to, you know, go to the visitor center and show them your license and fill out some paperwork to get onto the base. But once you're there, there is a quadrangle where they have live deer and peacocks. You can pet the deer. They're very tame. Uh, they have a little nativity set up in the quadrangle. And, and then they have some cannons and old army vehicles that are outdoors in front of the museum. You can look at all of those and even climb into them and then go through the little museum. They make it fun for the children by hiding toy soldiers through the exhibits and giving them a little I Spy kind of a handout game that they can go through and find all the different toy soldiers in the exhibits. So that one also, again, free, lots of fun, educational. We enjoy that one. And then the only other thing that I can think of is something that we haven't actually been able to do in San Antonio, although we have made several appointments to do it. Uh, the first time I made an appointment, we got shut down because of COVID in 2020 and weren't able to do it because they stopped giving tours. And then this time I had a tour booked uh, and the woman that, that was going to give me the tour 
uh, had to go into the hospital for surgery, so she canceled on me this year. But we're hoping next year to tour San Antonio Water System, SAWS, S-A-W-S. They have lots of educational tours. You can tour their facility and see how they treat the water, or you can, uh, they have some outdoor tours where they talk about water conservation and um, the water cycle. Anyway, uh, they do it for area schools, but they'll, they'll gladly accommodate a homeschool group too. And so we have, uh, we, we're still waiting because of extenuating circumstances the, the couple of times that I've tried to get in to, to see that we haven't, but we've toured water facilities, uh, water treatment facilities in other towns. And it is a fascinating process and does help you to appreciate what goes into ensuring that you have clean drinking water and that waste is managed well. And that's also fascinating and an interesting, sometimes a little bit of a stinky tour, but uh, very, very educational. And so that will be on, our, we'll try to put that on our itinerary again next year and see if we can actually make it happen. I think that's about it for this trip. I will put links to the activities and events and museums that I've mentioned in the show notes today. And if you want to come to San Antonio, we'd love to have you here in Texas. It's a wonderful place to travel during the holidays or any time of the year. And then if you want to use those same principles in planning a trip to someplace in your neck of the woods, then I would just encourage you to, one, make the trip as interesting as a destination by planning lots of stops. To check out the calendar events at the Chamber of Commerce website for whatever city you're staying in. Three, check any museums in the city to see if they offer free nights during the week or during the month and take advantage of that opportunity. And then check the Factory Tour USA website to see if there are any manufacturing plants that will give you a tour while you're in town. That website has it all listed by state, so it's easy to find something in your area. That way you just click on the state and it lists every business that will give you a tour in that state. You can search it by alphabetical list of names or you can uh, map it and see what is close to where you're staying. So that, and then take advantage of parks and playgrounds around town and even libraries. Uh, They sometimes offer free movies and uh, children's activities and story times. And so we've done that on vacation as well. I hope you have a wonderful week leading up to Christmas. I will talk to you again briefly next Monday. I do plan to post something on Christmas Day, but I will certainly understand if you listen to that one late. I hope you will eventually listen though and have a very merry and meaningful Christmas. Thanks so much for listening today. If you have a question you'd like to hear covered on this podcast, message me on Instagram at Flanders underscore family or contact me through my website, lovinglifeathome.com. Before you go, if you've been encouraged by something you've heard on the show, do me a favor and forward the link to a friend or head over to Loving Life at Home on Apple iTunes to subscribe and leave a written review of the show. Your doing so will help others find me so they can listen too. Until next time, I pray the Lord will bless your efforts to build a loving home life centered on Him.